Welcome to Thank God It's Monday with Tony Aliogena Raphael. Today we're discussing affairs in the workplace. Co-workers are often required to work on projects or solve problems together and the resulting closeness can build teamwork, but it can also build a feeling of intimacy. A research paper published in the Journal of Social and Personal Relationship by University of Kansas Professor of Communication Studies, Jeffrey Hall, says it takes about 40 to 60 hours to form a casual friendship, 80 to 100 hours to be upgraded to being a friend, and about 200 hours to become good friends. Of course, no relationship boils down to mathematics alone but it could increase the chances. So there's a real good chance that you can quite innocently become close or even intimate with a co-worker. But that doesn't automatically lead to an affair. Affairs result ultimately from the signals you're sending out. When you interact with others at the office or the gathering place after work, what message do you send? Perhaps this sounds like an odd question, but I'd like you to consider what message you emanate. Do you send out green lights, indicating that you are definitely available for friendly and perhaps even fictitious interactions? You may consider yourself just a friendly kind of person who likes to tease and be playful. You even tell yourself and your mates there is no harm in what I am doing. Or maybe you are a bit more cautious, emitting a yellow light, suggesting you are cautious, but willing to proceed slowly. You are willing to interact on a more personal basis, but not until you have gotten to know the other person fairly well. Even with the yellow light, you are unclear about when you might be in danger. Finally, perhaps you are in the group of people who are very clear about their boundaries and emit very strong and bright red light, saying stop. You immediately draw the line when the conversation becomes too familiar. You know that allowing someone into your personal, emotional space is an invitation to potential moral failure. Let's review these three different positions and again consider where you typically function. Green lights. Green lights tend to disregard personal and emotional boundaries, have little sense of danger, and proceed ahead, sometimes recklessly. The green light people send out a signal that suggests flirtatious engagement is alright, and perhaps even more if the situation allows. They may compromise after compromise, indicate they are open for business, and then wonder how they got into moral trouble. Yellow lights. Yellow light people tend to be a bit more cautious. They recognize danger, but still tend to disregard it. These yellow light folks are willing to become emotionally attached to members of the opposite sex, sharing emotional information that strengthens that relationship. They too quite easily find themselves in trouble. Red light. 
Red light people tend to steer clear of danger. They establish solid guardrails. They are friendly, but won't hesitate to make it clear to others that they are closed for any other business. They may be perceived as a bit stuffy, but really they are simply protecting their hearts, their emotions, their career, and their family. They don't end up in dangerous predicaments. I'll be back after the break. Listen to this by Dr. Sam Adeyemi of Daystar Christian Center. You bring fresh perspectives to the topic. I told someone last week that I see some major shifts coming in 2020 and some of them will be doctrinal. God will bring things and people he has been grooming on the fringes to the main line. You, your money and God confirms that for me. I like the depth of research. The church should have approached the questions on tithing with research, but it did with anger. And this by Steve Harris, top business coach. This is an amazing book, incredibly balanced and kingdom focused. I don't find many pastors that think this way, and I'm glad you do. It doesn't pander to religion, but causes the reader to have deep thoughts and focus on critical thinking, just like the Berean Christians. It's absolutely fantastic. It's a treatise that if our generation was to rewrite the Bible for our life and times, since we are also apostles, this would definitely be in the New Testament. And also this by Dr. Tayo Oyedeji, founder and CEO of Overwood. Thanks for sharing your beautifully written book with me. It's a trove of treasures. I like the writing style, content, and graphic work. Well done. They're all talking about You, Your Money, and God by Tony Aliogena Raphael. This book will shift your paradigm. Now available on Amazon, Conga.com, and Okada Books in paperback, hardcover, and soft copy. Buy now and get a bonus workbook. Welcome back. If you walk with a flirty frank or tempting tinner, here are some ways you can stand strong against temptation. Be honest with yourself. If you are dressing to please someone at work or lingering in the parking lot hoping the person will ask you to lunch or give you a ride, stop now before you have gone too far. If you are in doubt as to what conduct is inappropriate, ask yourself, would I do this in front of my spouse? Here's a simple rule to keep you on the straight and narrow road. If you had to lie about it, don't do it. If you feel an attraction to someone in your office and have romantic or sexual thoughts towards them, consider a transfer to a different department, a different site, or open up to your spouse, or maybe even consider quitting. No job is more valuable than your family. Set boundaries with co-workers of the opposite sex. Although it cannot be avoided to work with colleagues of the opposite sex, Office extramarital affairs can be avoided if we set boundaries. For instance, do not share your marital struggles with a colleague of the opposite sex. If you must talk to someone, do so with a trusted counselor or mentor. If you are a woman, dress in modest clothing. It's part of the signals you send out. Do not flirt with them or give them reason to flirt with you. Share your phone and social media sites password with your spouse. 
In 1 Corinthians 6 verses 19 and 20, the Bible says to honor God with your body. And in Hebrew 13.4, it says honor God with your marriage. It's true that sometimes couples are so preoccupied with their work and household responsibilities that romance takes a backseat. To avoid office extramarital affairs, have a regular date night and time alone with your spouse to communicate better and to strengthen your marriage. Be open and honest with your spouse. People who keep secrets from their spouse are more likely to disclose the secrets to their office mates and this could develop into something romantic if they are of the opposite sex. Office affairs are not only capable of destroying your career, they will destroy your home, mar your reputation, tarnish your testimony as a follower of Jesus Christ and bring the name of the Lord to disrepute. Thank you for hanging with me today. I pray that your week is blissful and rewarding. God bless you. See you next week.